You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So in the past few weeks, we've been talking about commitment and the cost to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. That Christ paid the price in full for our sins and that we are saved by grace, not by our works, but then God empowers us by His grace to do good works. Many people today want to be a Christian. But the secret is to walk with the Holy Spirit. Sons of God, authentic sons of God, are those who are led by the Holy Spirit. We have many people today that can say no to sin. Many people that are not even Christians, they don't sin. They are good people. You might be shocked when I, but there are many people that are not Christians that are very good people. That don't sin, that do the right thing. You can train yourself and you can say no to sin. But you cannot say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. You can say no to sin. You can go to classes and courses how to become a better person and you can say no to sin, no to bad habits. But you can never say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. Remember, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Many Christians today are even trying to live a life without receiving empowerment from on high. They become part of a church. They serve as an usher or a deacon or in the children's church. But when they are serving, they are complaining. I have to now do this again. I have to be there again. And when you are busy with Christian service, without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you'll find yourself complaining. Before the disciples went out, to preach the gospel everywhere, Jesus said to them, wait until you've received power. Have you received empowerment for what God has called you to do? When you've not received empowerment, you will worry. How am I going to do this? How am I going to make it? What is next year going to be like? But when you are walking with God and you know God holds your future in His hands, you'll have peace in your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 14. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. John 14 verse 1 says, Don't worry or surrender to your fear. For you've believed in God, now trust and believe in me also. My father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly because I go to prepare a place for you to rest. What is the thing that people want? Peace of heart. To enter into that place of rest. When Jesus Christ came, a way was made for us into that place of rest. Have you entered into that place of rest? 
the question you have to ask yourself, am I truly born again? When you are born again, you will know that God is busy preparing a place for you. Many people are worried, where will I stay? Where will I live? Where will I go tomorrow? Jesus says, you are not from here. Your real address is in heaven, and I'm there busy preparing a place for you. Be heavenly minded. Look upon the things from above. Don't let fear grip your heart. When you know you are being led by the Holy Spirit, whenever there's danger, you'll still have peace. The one thing that will always protect you and be with you is God's presence. Listen to me. David, David was a giant slayer. Not because he was brave, but because he had a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposed of giants in his life. Under the old covenant, under the old covenant, when the people of God sinned, the Holy Spirit would withdraw. Because the Holy Spirit and the devil cannot stay together in one house. You cannot allow the Holy Spirit in the parlor of your heart. Whereas you allow the devil in the basement of your thoughts. That's why the Bible says you have to renew your mind. Under the old covenant, when Israel sinned, a type of the church, the Holy Spirit would withdraw. That's why David, when he sinned, in Psalm 51, he prayed and he said, Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Why? Because he knew if God's presence was not with him, when giants come against him, they would kill him. Many people, you'll hear they say, I'm cursed. You've heard people say, I'm cursed. A true curse is not just that which people speak. A curse is when God's presence has withdrawn from you. Ichabod. You are blessed when God's presence is with you. This is the promise that was made to Abraham. People think the promise that was made to Abraham was cars and houses and money and blessings. But if you go read Galatians 3 from verse 13, Paul says, Cursed is the one who hangs on a tree. As a matter of fact, he says, Double cursed. He says, Double cursed is the person who hangs on a tree. He says, But Christ has absorbed the curse. He has removed the curse so that the promise that was made to Abraham can come to the Gentiles, can come to you and me. What was the promise that was made to Abraham? The Holy Spirit. What was he saying? He was saying the Gentiles that are not part of Israel, the type of the church, I've made a covenant with Abraham that if they believe in Jesus, my presence will be with them when God's presence is with you 
I mean when you are born again. You are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. That's why David under the old covenant. When he sinned. He said. Do not let your spirit depart from me. Because he knew without the Holy Spirit. He was nothing. Family, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Remember, when God made Adam, he formed him from the ground. Formed him, shaped him from the ground. Then he breathed his very breath and life into Adam. And when he breathed his life into Adam... Adam became a living being, a living soul. Genesis 2 verse 7. So there was an order. Man is spirit. God is spirit. When he said, let's make man in our likeness. The thing that God values most about you is beyond human comprehension. For in our hearts we are made to be like God. That's why God does not look at you and see if you're a pastor or a bishop or a housewife or whether you're from South Africa or Nigeria or from Europe. He looks at your heart. He says, I'm looking for those who will worship me in spirit and in truth. So the most important thing about you is the fact that you are a spirit. And when Adam was made, his spirit was in control. He walked with God. When he was in the garden, he walked with God. He was clothed with God's glory, with God's presence. But when he sinned, sin brought separation between God and man. And his spirit died. And his soul, his will, his intellect, and his emotions took over. And his body. And now man started living a life of the senses. What they see, what they hear, what they feel, what they smell. And you'll find a lot of people live a life intellectually living a good life making good decisions but without the Holy Spirit that's why when Jesus came and he died for us he restored us back to him that's why he breathed on his disciples in John 20 receive the Holy Spirit because now, where God previously created and said, let us make man, and he breathed upon man. That's why the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45. It, Thus it is written, the first Adam became a living being, an individual personality. But the last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. 
God came and he restored that which was dead back to life. So the first work of the Holy Spirit is to restore you back to the likeness of God. That's why it's so important for you to be born again. And if you're not born of the Spirit, you're not born again. The problem that we have is, is that we have too many Christians that are convinced and too little that are converted. When the Bible talks about your heart, do not let your heart trouble you. It says, do not be troubled in your spirit. Your heart and your spirit is the same thing. You are a three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. You will see there's a very strong move now that will say your spirit and your soul is one. Because if your spirit and your soul is one, you don't need God. You just need to go to a psychiatrist that will deal with your psyche, with your soul part. But the Bible says the word of God has got the ability to divide, to cut in between bone and marrow and your soul and your spirit to discern the intents and the thoughts of your heart. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Why is that important? Your soul is your will, your intellect and your emotions. It's this faculty here. I feel, I think. That's why faith is not a feeling. Whereas your heart is the part that's connected to God. There are many people today that are convinced. What does that mean? It means they are serving God from here. And even in church when they've prayed a prayer, they're praying prayers from here. They make decisions from here. I will serve God. I will, I will from here. But not from here. This is convinced, this is converted. Now you are linked up with God. Can you see the importance of being born again? Because when you are born of the Spirit, the first work of the Holy Spirit is to restore you back to the likeness of God. Now you will start to behave like God. That's what the book of James says, receive with meekness the word of God into your hearts because that word is able to save your soul who is he talking to he's talking to christians what is he saying he's saying when you take the word of god into your heart with humility and sincerity of heart by its very nature it will start to change you Go to 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the problem is many people don't turn to God with an open heart. They turn to God with their minds. The veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. When the Holy Spirit becomes Lord in your life, you'll be set free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. But many people's hearts are locked up with bitterness, 
with resentment, with jealousy, with unforgiveness. When your heart is locked up with those things, it's very difficult to make good decisions. It's difficult to hear from God because your heart is the communication point of the Holy Spirit. When God communicates with you, He communicates into your heart. So the first thing that He does is He sets your heart free from guilt and condemnation. What does the Bible say? There are therefore no condemnation. How many of you are living under condemnation? Do you know why you're living under condemnation? Open your heart. 1 John 3.16 says, When you pray, your heart wants to condemn you. Am I right? You want to pray. You say, Lord, help me protect my children. Help me with the business deal. Bless my family. Then you think, oh, Lord, but I did this wrong this week. I shouted at this one. Oh, Lord, I wanted to read my Bible five times this week. I only read it twice. Lord, I wanted to fast on Wednesday and Thursday. But then I got invited to a lunch with a very important person and I didn't fast. And your heart condemns you. But 1 John 3, 16 says, God is greater than your heart. Romans 8 says, That which the law could not do. Jesus Christ came and He did it for you. Anybody got an Amplified Bible? Romans 8 verse 3, the Amplified. For what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. For what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. God did. He sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful man, as an offering for sin, and he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, overcame it in the person of his own son. He did it for all who accept the sacrifice. This is an amplified, but one of the other translations says, who accept the sacrifice. Who's got another amplified? For God has done what the law could not do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice. What does that mean? When you walk with the Holy Spirit, as soon as you want to pray and your heart feels condemned, the Holy Spirit will say, remember, God is greater than your heart. The sin that you have committed, the mistake that you've made that you think you cannot pray, don't look to that. Look to the cross where the price was paid. When you look to the cross where the price was paid, your heart will not condemn you anymore. The Holy Spirit will always point you towards the cross. And when you come to the cross and you meet with Jesus, He will say to you, Go, there's the Holy Spirit, the helper that's come in my place. He will help you. 
And as you walk with the Holy Spirit and you experience difficulty, you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit will say, look towards the cross. The price was paid there. When you get to the cross, dying to yourself, being crucified, you'll say, go there. There's the Holy Spirit. Let him lead you and guide you. The problem that we have today is we have Christians that say they are born again, confessing that they are Christians, but they are convinced they are not converted. Even the demons are convinced they're not going to heaven. It's a very dangerous thing to be convinced. You need to be converted. If you're not born of the Spirit, you're not born again. If you're not born of the Spirit, you're not born again. The Holy Spirit will never enter a man and let him live like the world. That's for sure. The Holy Spirit will never enter a man and let him live like the world. If you are living like the world, but declaring that you're a Christian, you might be convinced and not converted. It's very quiet here this morning. Remember, we are talking to Christians and we are getting you ready because the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is closer than ever before. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, He will lead us and He will guide us. Even if you go to Genesis 1, 1 verse 3, if you read, when God created in the beginning and the earth had no form, and you'll see there that the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. Then verse 3, and God said, let there be light. Do you know what that teaches us? Not even God spoke one word until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. Many people today are saying things with their mouths, but the Holy Spirit is not there. Think about the seven sons of Sceva. They tried to cast out the demons. They saw and they looked at what Paul was doing. And they tried to do it, but the demons attacked them. Jesus didn't even send his disciples out. He said, wait until you've received power. Then you go and minister. Can you see the importance of the Holy Spirit? Our prayer every day should be, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and enter my soul. Change my heart, mince my heart to do your will now and forever. The real you is your spirit. Ask yourself, how much attention are you giving to your spirit? Well, think for one minute, how much attention do you give yourself before you come to church, before you go to work? Do your hair, makeup, what outfit will I wear? No, this doesn't work. And you'd get dressed three or four times before you come to church. But how much time and effort are you putting in to your spirit? To prepare your spirit because that's the real you. That's the real you God is looking at. And in this life that we live, we should be led by the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23. Now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy, and may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body, be kept completely flawless in the appearing 
of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the one who calls you by name, is trustworthy and thoroughly complete his work in you. Family, let me tell you something. For the Holy Spirit to be here today, it cost Jesus Christ his life. We take it so for granted, but we don't realize the price that was paid. For the Holy Spirit to be here is free, but it's not cheap. It costs Jesus Christ his life. You are a three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. When we become born again, your spirit is justified. That is the part that's set free immediately. That's linked up with God now. But now there's a battle in our minds. That's why you have to read the Bible to renew your mind. And only one day when we die, our bodies will be glorified. If you want to be a good Christian, make sure that you are led by the Holy Spirit. The problem that we have today is too many times we are convinced when you are converted and born again and this part is linked up with the Holy Spirit, I'm talking to parents now, listen to me. When you are born again and under instruction of the Word of God are correcting and helping your children and you are drawing from this rich well on the inside, even when you tell them, don't be naughty, you're bringing correction you're drawing it from here, it will bring life and they will change. But now you see people doing that, but you yourself are doing it from here. Now there's no corresponding power from above. Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts because in our hearts we are made to be like God. If you want to go do something that will really have an impact, you need a corresponding power from above. Now when you are led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can be the one hindering you to go to places. But if you're not walking with the Holy Spirit, every door that opens, you'll step through it. Because you'll reason here and you think, oh, this makes sense, this looks like a good deal. From here... When you are born again, when you are born again and you have peace in your heart and you know that you are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus, even when you find yourself in the lion's den, you'll have peace and you know God is with you. Even when you find yourself in the fiery furnace, you'll know God is with you because you have peace. Turn with me to Acts chapter 16. I want to show you something. Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Now remember, God has given His instruction to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. But even in all of that, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Remember, when you drive in a road and you get to a stop street, what do you do? You stop. But when there's a traffic officer there that says, okay, just come, what do you do? You go. The Holy Spirit is that one controlling the traffic. So sometimes you'll say, okay, no, I'm going to stop here. 
People tell you, don't do it like this. But you know, God has said, okay, let's go like this. I'm not talking about, okay, you must steal or you must kill somebody. Killing and stealing is not part of the Holy Spirit's agenda. Amen? Yes. <laughs> you hear some, God said, I must do this. No, no, no. Not that. Everything you do must be viewed in the light of God's word. Amen? Yes. Cannot come here and say, God said to me, I must marry you and you and you. No, no, no. If you are married, that's your wife. Stick. Amen? No, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and not just the Holy Spirit, two angels. No, no, no. We're not talking about a convinced life. We're talking about a converted life now. Amen. We're talking about somebody that's born again. Amen. Listen what he says. Acts 16 verse 6. The Holy Spirit had forbidden Paul and his partners to preach the word in the southwestern provinces of Turkey. So they ministered throughout the region of central and western Turkey. When they got as far west as the borders of Messiah, they repeatedly attempted to go north into the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to enter. So they did everything from their part to go there, but God didn't open the door for them. Sometimes when God has closed the door for you, even if you say, but God said, you must go preach. I want to go preach. But the door is closed. Don't now try and kick it open. Because you don't know what's waiting there. Amen? You don't know what's waiting there. God could be protecting you from things. Because many people's dreams are destroyed upon the rocks of disobedience. Whereas you just listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It would have led you. The main reward of any believer is peace. Protect that peace with everything that you've got. Family, when you are born again, you'll be an original because you connected with heaven. But when you're not truly born again, it's then when you become a copycat. That's the problem that we have in the church today. Amen? I'm not talking about sons that behave like fathers. You know, your true son should, there should be something. Your son should walk like you or talk like you or do something like you. That's good. Amen? And we teach our children the good things. But we have too many people that are copycats today. Be an original. Be an original. This is why when Jesus met with Nicodemus, remember Nicodemus came to him at night and said, what is going on in your life? He says, I have been preaching for 30 years, teaching the Jews, the Pharisees. But there's miracles in your ministry, and you've been going three years. What's going on? He says, Nicodemus, if you're not born again, you'll not see it. He says, what do you mean? How can I enter back into my mother's womb? He says, Nicodemus, If you're not born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. He's saying to me, he says, Nicodemus, let me tell you something. I'm a heavenly man. Even while I'm talking to you right now, I'm talking to you here, but I want to tell you I'm in heaven. I'm speaking the oracles of God to you. Let me show you. Go to... John chapter 3. I'm closing with this. So John chapter 3 verse 12. 
He says, if I've told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? He says, I want to minister to your divine nature. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who comes down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. He's saying to him, listen here, my divine nature, I might be standing talking to you here, but even as I'm talking to you right here, I'm in heaven. Because I know where I belong. I'm sitting in heavenly places. Because I'm born again, I'm linked up with God. There's something different about me. When I'm linked up with God, defeat and failure are things of the past. And I am start to walk with God. Even though you now face challenges, the Holy Spirit will lead you, will guide you. Because you are born again. You are born from above. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.